Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast, everyone. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. Happy November. Wow. Second day of November, technically. I know this is a very common thing to say, but time really is flying by. Isn't it just weird? Every month, yeah. You know, I think the older you get, the faster it goes. It's so, that's so wild. But then I really stopped to think about things that were a year ago, and I'm like, it seems like a while ago, but at Some the same time— do, yeah. It's, I can't believe this year is almost over. And that's how I feel every year. It's crazy. I know. 2021 really just slipped through our fingers. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? I was listening to a podcast and they were saying how everyone's been waiting for life to quote unquote go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And it kind of never will probably. Yeah. So it's just about creating this new life. And, and that's, just accepting it. Yeah. And that's so interesting. Not that everything will be as it is now, you know, as far as the whole pandemic and stuff, because we're still kind of in it. Mm-hmm. I think obviously that will fade over time, but I don't know that we'll ever go back to normal. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of like this is the new normal. The new, well, it's just this is life now and, and we're going to move forward and make our own, I don't know, future. It's weird. Yeah. To think about. Because there, there have been pandemics in the past. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like throughout the history of the world, there's been pandemics. Right. And we come through. We come through, but it's but never it back always to normal. Exactly. It changes things. So it's so interesting that, you know, I was really thinking we have gone, not we individually, you and I, but just in general, Mm -hmm. the world, we've all gone through so much. These past two years, if you really stop to think about it, we have to give ourselves more grace if, if we're feeling anxious or overwhelmed or anything like that because of how insane the past years have been for everyone and for everyone's mental health. It's been worse for others. I I recognize that, but it's just pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a time like no other. I mean, I think every generation has their struggles, but as long as I've been alive, like nothing's been this crazy where it's just like no two years of constant anxiety. And I talked to my grandma actually, mm-hmm. and I said, it was kind of towards the beginning of when all this is happening, but I said like, this is the craziest thing to happen in my lifetime. And she was on the phone with me and she said, this is the craziest thing to happen in my lifetime actually wow. as well. And she's old. And she's old, <laughs> old. And she's like in her late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Well, hopefully- you know what? I'm not even going to say. I was going to say, hopefully this is a crazy thing that happened in our lifetime for the rest of our life, but I doubt it will be. Well, who knows? I we'll think, see. I think we're going to all be okay. Yeah. In the end. I think time will heal some things. Stay tuned for that. Hmm. Um, anyways, hope you guys had a great Halloween. Hope you guys were safe. 
we actually haven't experienced Halloween as we're recording this, so we can't comment on your costumes, but I'm sure they were cute. We have to do a little recap or a little... Uh, we just got to talk about our virtual live for two seconds yes. because it just happened when we're recording this and it was so fun. It was so fun. It was a blast. Thank you guys all for buying tickets for everyone who came. We got to meet a few of you in, not in person, but kind of like virtually. We were, you know, kind of like we were kind FaceTiming. Kind of like a Zoom, yeah. A Zoom meeting, yeah. Um, because a few of you got on to play a phone scavenger hunt with us. It was so, so we fun. met some of you. It was so, so just, I can't think of another word besides fun. It was a party and thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah. If Even though we couldn't see you guys, it felt like we were on like FaceTime or like hangouts with just a ton of friends. Yeah. And yeah, we painted some pumpkins and answered some questions and played truth or dare. I had to text Nick nice cake with a <laughs> winky face with no context. Was so funny. You know, it Me was... and Nick were joking about it afterwards on the way home. I was like, because he was saying he thought it was like merch. Like we were saying like everyone wants nice cake merch or something. Yeah. That's what he thought I meant when I texted it. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he was like, how funny would have been if I had said like, and then what? With like a winky face. I had, I had to text Kristen and, and ask her like say, oh my gosh. Uh, this is another dare. Yeah. Because like you've been pregnant. I know like you, you can help me. I haven't been able to poop in days. Like what can I do? And she was so sweet about it. Sent me a screenshot of like Miralax. And she, was like, she's like, it's so normal. <laughs> <laughs> and I so messaged nice. her afterwards and I was like, oh my gosh, a true friend. Sending you photos of Miralax yeah. of what you can really do to help yourself. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. It was I so fun. I want to do one every week, honestly. Same. I know. I'm like, we can't just do this once a year. I know. We it's need crazy them more frequently. We we did it a year ago. We haven't done it before then. I know. Well, actually, not that crazy because this year has been weird. You know what's interesting though is I feel like the pandemic also opened us up to doing things like this. Like I don't think we would, because I mean, granted, we'd probably do it in person, which would be you know yeah. maybe even more fun. But I feel like we didn't even consider a virtual live event as a possibility when things were all open because it was like, why would we do that? Yeah. We would just do one in person. Yeah. But this is kind of a unique way to it's just a different vibe it's yeah. not even that it's better or worse it's just it's fun because we can kind of gather with you guys from all over the world and all over the country totally so and you guys can time. talk to each other during the show which is you can't really do live right and like, you guys are all live in like a group chat they were all following each other on instagram mm -hmm. it was so fun anyway when we played trick-or-treat which was like truth or dare we had lattes that i was trying and i am so stupid and I drank like the entire latte throughout the show. It was just so good. It was like a hot pecan like latte. I had like two shots of espresso. And I got home and I'm like, it's like 830. I'm like, I am talking Nick's ear off. Like I'm just chatty, chatty, chatty. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I'm like, oh, it's 8 p.m. And I literally chugged an entire freaking coffee. I'm so stupid. So I did not go to sleep for a long time last night, but that's okay. I did have a doctor's appointment this morning, which... If you guys have been pregnant or know about pregnancy like appointments, usually in your third trimester, which I'm in, I'm 33 weeks right now. You usually are supposed to go like every two Wait, to three weeks. When is it that you can do? Is it 34 weeks when you can do the Kylie Jenner TikTok audio? Yeah. <gasps> next we're, week. We're right around the corner, baby. <laughs> yeah, next week. I'm ready. I'm 34 weeks today. <laughs> it's really crept up on me. Like she was saying, my next appointment now is like in when I'm 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's so close to 40 weeks, which is when your due date is. Yeah. Which, you know, not everyone gives birth on their due date. Actually, 
we learned how many people actually do. 2% or something? Yeah. It's like 2 to 5% actually have birth on their due date. So we don't expect a Taylor Swift baby. Sorry, because my due date's December 13th, which is Taylor Swift's birthday. But mm-hmm. um, I am, I'm with a midwife. I was in LA with an OB, which I loved, but I just had my first appointment with my midwife and she's been, I, I mean, I've had one appointment <laughs> with her, but she was awesome. So much information, so like relaxing and just way less like doctor office feeling mm-hmm. and more like home relaxing, which I think is really good for when you're nearing the end, mm-hmm. like especially birth and stuff. They were saying your body has natural responses to stress. And it's like when there's a ton of people, when it's like a very stressful environment, your body is going to shut down and not work. It's like you can't really poop in front of a lot of people kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. If you wanted to, mm-hmm. you kind of have to be like a private, quiet place. So it's better like for physically your body to prepare for labor if it's just a more serene, calm mm. environment. So I'm really happy I found this place. Got my blood drawn for the last time before I go into labor. So I think they draw your blood or something, which is great because I've realized I hate nothing more than getting my blood drawn. Hate. Hate, hate, hate. And I have to get, um, I have tiny veins apparently. Same. So it's just always. Did they just stick you a few times? Today she did one and done. Great. But yeah. Anyways. So one of my appointments, I, I really do believe that some people are better than others at like drawing oh, blood. For sure. And there was one appointment that I did when I was doing all my fertility stuff that they stuck me six times. And I was like, I'm sorry. I can't like no stay more. here anymore. Like yeah. I can't do this anymore because I'm traumatized. Yeah. It hurts. And it hurts. It's so uncomfortable. This girl was sticking the needle in and like trying to find it in there. <gasps> oh, don't make me pass out. I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. And then this one girl, my favorite like girl at the office or nurse. Yeah. Whatever. I don't, is that what it's called? I think so. She could get it every time the first time. And so I would always be like, is she here? Like she just does it right. Mm -hmm. And she, yeah, would just get it the first time every time. And I'm like, I don't know what about her is working with Mm -hmm. my arm, but and my veins, but she's got to be the one to do it. Yeah. I also get squeamish around like blood. If I see blood, I'm fine with the idea of it. But as soon as I always tell them, I'm like, I just, I'm sorry, I have to look away. And you have to take the blood out of the room before I can look back the other way. Because if I see the blood, I'll pass out. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, I do not look at it ever. Yeah. Like when the it's needle's my gross. arm and when the blood, no, I'm not looking at that. Again, we've, we've given some shout outs to nurses the last couple episodes, but you guys deserve another shout out because bodily fluids are just not my thing. When I took out Leif's like cyst thing and did all that. Yeah. And I vlogged it. Some people were like commenting. They're like, you did a great job. Like girls who were nurses. Yeah. They're like, great job. And then one girl was like, I love like cysts. Like I love getting no. it out. She works in the medical field. And she's like, it was making me laugh that you were like so grossed out. And she's like, I love it. And I'm like, wow, you are a special breed. Yes. Some people do. It's like yeah. they love like the Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't even like pimple popping. Like I'm not. I kind of do like that. Maybe my own but like not other people's. I do not like to see that. Yeah. Mm, it's kind of. Especially like a huge one. You know, they do those. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. Sorry. If you guys struggle with bloating, which I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. I know I definitely struggle with this from time to time. You're going to be obsessed with this sponsor. The brand is Array. I'm sure you've heard us talk about this before. So 
Array was created to help women feel the best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, formulated by a naturopathic doctor. So they have these amazing little bloat capsules, and they can be taken anytime, whether you've like had a plant-based meal or something heavier like pizza or pasta. It optimizes digestion with the use of five herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme, and it's completely laxative-free. So you're not going to be like running to the bathroom. It's great ingredients, and it genuinely works. If you struggle with bloating, I highly, highly recommend, or even if you don't struggle with it like chronically, but you know, every once in a while when you eat a meal or something and your stomach is just not sitting right, these are a lifesaver. They're great for traveling as well because you know what? They look super chic. You can put them in your purse. You can have them on your beauty shelf. The bloat capsules were designed to give people food freedom so you can enjoy the foods you love without any discomfort, gas, or bloating after. So go to array.com and use the code what we said at checkout for 10% off one-time purchases or 25% off your first month on subscription. That is array.com. Array is spelled A-R-R-A-E.com and use the code what we said at checkout for 10% off one-time purchases or 25% off first month on subscription. Go check it out. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to. If something is preventing us from achieving our goals, we're dealing with anxiety, depression, grief, any of those type of things that can really, really hinder you from, you know, living the life that you want to live. So that's why we love our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly phone or video sessions. And this is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which to me is one of the best parts because I feel like that can definitely be a daunting part about wanting to, you know, go and find counseling. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online so you don't have to limit yourself to the counselors located near you. Their licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, sleeping, trauma, self-esteem, and more. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable. And you can check out their testimonials that they post daily on their site as well if you need, you know, an extra little sell. I want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash what we said. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash what we said. Anyways, today's episode, we did not say we failed. Um, is well maybe it's because we don't really know what it's about specifically but we're, we're kind of trying to have an uplifting podcast episode today to get you into the spirit for the holidays and a new year coming around the corner mm-hmm. we want you to live your best life yeah it's kind of just all about letting go of people's opinions of you self-love self-confidence maybe not you know comparing yourself or letting other people get to you that kind of thing yeah um i'll begin Okay. Are you going to begin with questions or thoughts? Okay. Some thoughts. We also asked you guys, or yeah, if you had any questions, so we'll answer some of your questions as well. But I just wanted to say, first of all, it's normal to want to fit in. And that's kind of, you know, that's the root of all this is it's in our DNA as human beings 
but sometimes like that starts to become more important to us than what we think about ourselves, like fitting in mm-hmm. and, and our people's opinions of us and stuff like that. And we can start analyzing interactions or comments that people make and then start to feel anxiety based off of those or start to feel like we aren't valued or like what we're doing is stupid or cringy or whatever. Yeah, like the fear of rejection comes mm-hmm. in. And so I feel like that's a good thing to start with because it's normal to want to fit in. It's normal to want people to like you. I think that's very just, like I said, embedded in us. Yeah. From history, it's like you want to be in with the group. Like that's a normal thing to feel. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to feel that way. Yeah. But I think, like I said, when it starts to get to the point where you value that more than like your own intuition, your own ideas, your own thing, that's when it can become yeah. a harmful thing. No, it's true. It's it's like a survival mode that we've, we all have is to be accepted and loved and like just valued because that's how it was. If you weren't accepted, then you were exiled and you didn't have resources to survive. So it's like literally a survival tactic or mechanism. Method. Yeah, that we have. So it's not like you're some crazy person for feeling social anxiety or feeling, you know, wanting uh, to fit in. Yeah. Comparing yourself or anything like that, for sure. We all go through it. Mm -hmm. Except for us. We (laughs) never experience that anymore. We're literally perfect. It's awesome. We're on that one. Well, no, I have a lot of random jumbled thoughts. Okay. Same. I'm trying to decide what to like. Same. Same. Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess I could jump into this. I was watching Heather Goodman, one of my friends, HB Goody on Instagram. She did a YouTube video recently just to kind of about this exact topic, like how to find joy and let go of what other people think about you and stuff. And she shared something that I really liked and I guess it just resonated with me a lot. And so I wanted to talk about it. There were two different things that she kind of talked about. One of those things was she was talking about how she saw this girl on social media that started a podcast. And this girl is like a young girl who's kind of like a a little bit newer to social media, but has a big platform and loves to travel and like healthy living and stuff like that. And she's kind of young and she started this podcast and, and Heather said she tuned into it to listen to it because she was like, Oh, this girl's so cute and like positive. And I love her photos and stuff. So she tuned into the girl's podcast and she said immediately, she was kind of just like, Oof, this girl, like uh, she, life hasn't hit her yet. Like she is just you know, kind of living in like la-la land where it's like, every, we just have to be positive. Everything's rainbows, you know? And, mm-hmm. and Heather's like, yeah, like this girl, whatever. And then she said like, then I caught myself thinking, wow, like I am thinking of her zest for life and like her maybe innocence or whatever as a negative thing. And that should never be a negative thing. Yeah. Like if you see someone living their best life and being positive, that should never be like, oh, just stay wait. Like, yeah, they're not going to know what hit them. It's like, why are you projecting that onto them? Mm -hmm. And I think this is also a very relevant conversation with um, like even pregnancy for you or, you know, I've sent you that TikTok of people being like, you know, oh, how's your pregnancy been? It's like, oh, it's been pretty good. And it's like, yeah, well, just you wait until (laughs) you, you know, have the baby. You're not going to be sleeping much. And it's like, why are you projecting that onto me when that might not even be my experience? Mm -hmm. Like, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And she Heather was also saying, this is part of the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This is something that she talks about, but the phrase must be nice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you see a mom going on vacation, 
like Heather was saying, you're like, oh, must be nice. <laughs> and it's like, no, that mom deserves to go on vacation. Yeah. So whoa, why are you projecting like what maybe your needs maybe are unmet in an area? So you're projecting onto them now. Yeah, it's how- your way to validate your own miserableness, I guess. Yeah. When in, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that that girl has time to like work out. Must be nice. You're just projecting how your own needs have gone unmet and how you haven't found the time to work out. And now you are mad at them for something that is not their problem at all. Yeah. Like, do you know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah, it's exactly. It's it's like validating your own excuses for, you know, why you can't do things and why it's okay that you can't do that to yourself. You're trying to like comfort yourself almost by saying that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it must be nice. I just didn't, I mean, I do this all the time with like, or we joke about, you know, not growing up with like a ton of money. We'll be like, oh, must be nice. Your parents bought you a house. Like right. when in reality, it's like that we're just trying to comfort and validate ourselves that it's okay that we didn't have that. Right. When it, of course it's okay. But we are insecure about that a little bit. It's like, obviously, anytime you are like that, it's a good um, check yourself moment. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, obviously, if this is stinging and I'm getting a little bit upset about it, there's something to it. There's something deeper that's maybe an insecurity of mine or something that I've always been, you know, worried about or something like that. Definitely. And I, I think there's a quote that I saw on Pinterest. It can go one of two ways. So the quote is, a lot of times we're angry at other people for not doing what we should have done ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then I think it can also go, a lot of times we're angry that other people are doing what we should have done ourselves. Yeah. So like an example of this would be like blaming someone else, like your spouse or something for not doing something that really you should be doing. Like you're not helping validate me enough when it's like, no, you need to work on your self-confidence mm-hmm. on your own. That's not their responsibility. And in the same, you know, kind of reversed is like, Sometimes we're mad, like I said, that other people are doing the things that we know we're capable of, but we just have made excuses Mm -hmm. about. Like, I've felt that way with work ethic even sometimes. I'll be like, ugh, like, that's so crazy that that girl works that much. Like, that's, you know, so unrealistic. So so dumb. And it's like, really, because I know that I'm capable of that, but I'm not giving that sort of effort. Yeah. And so— that's where that's coming from. Yeah, and you think you should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we always talk about like shooting on people and why you should not shit on people. Even or yourself. I just, I just shit it on you, telling you not to shit on people. But anytime the word should comes up for other people, it's because you think that that's something you should be doing. So it's like right. uh, you project that onto other people as well. Like, oh yeah, you should be, you know, working more. You should be working less or something like that. It has absolutely nothing to do with them because first of all, you don't know them. Like you don't really, really know them. You don't know their life. You don't know how they grew up. You don't know their opinions, their preferences. So much goes into everybody's lives. That's just all about you, honey. Mm-hmm. Not other people. Definitely. Which kind of goes into, I talk about the Four Agreements book all the time, but for a reason because it just is so plainly and simply put the part about not taking anything personally because nothing anyone else does is because of you and vice versa. Like nothing you do is because of anybody else. So you have a completely different upbringing, completely different opinions, completely different preferences, completely different like DNA, you know, makeup. So what you do has only to do with you. And, and those your things. experiences. And has nothing to do with other people. Whatever you think they should be doing is what you think you should be doing. Again, like you said, maybe something you're not doing already that you think you should be doing or that you shouldn't be doing, whatever it is. And so that has been the most freeing thing for me. Number one, to be less judgmental of other people 
and to stop shooting on people, especially like in my immediate life. Like Nick, if I'm like, oh, you should be doing this. It's like, no, that's just an insecurity that I have. Or it's like a narrative that I've told myself that life is better if I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I actually think about why that would be. And it doesn't make any sense. Like why, I'm trying to think of an exa- uh, example. I can't think of anything, but, and vice versa. So when people are shooting on you and saying, you know, let's take pregnancy, for example, like, well, you should be eating this and this and this, and you should be working out this much and you should be going to, you know, A, B, and C. People have lots of opinions on what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with you and your pregnancy. You can take advice from people. And when you understand that they are only coming from a place of like where they have fears about things. Yeah, their own experience. You can look at it with clear eyes and see, and you can take what you need from them and not take on the unnecessary anxiety and fear that they're trying to project onto you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think that happens with a lot of different things in life. You should go to college. You should do this job. You should be saving this much, whatever it is in any area of your life that you're self-conscious about. Just understand that other people's lives are completely different and just look at your own life and look at your own preferences. Like, what do I actually want? Do I even want to be doing that? Do I even like that? Well, I think that's a really good point. Like you said, people are coming from their own, like, for example, this might come across harsh and I don't mean it to, but for example, if someone's like, oh, you could never like, you know, actually be successful on social media. If someone randomly, you know, you're trying to start something and it's like, well, these days, like you're not going to actually be successful or have a platform because da 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 da. It's like, no, that's what you think. Yeah. Don't project that onto me. Maybe you can't be successful, but that doesn't mean I can't. Like people love to project things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to do that. It's like, no, 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 you wouldn't be able to do that. Yes. Not me. That's you projecting your own, like you said, fears and thoughts onto me, which have nothing to do with me. Exactly. And I have a completely different mind than you. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm better than you, but it's Anything like- Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's like, that's just something that they're coming from their own experiences and fears and they don't, that doesn't have to be true to you. Yeah. And I saw some questions that people kind of wrote in and they were saying, I promise this relates, like, you know, people at school or people within their circle that talk bad about them. Like, how do I not overthink that? And how do I just like have this confidence to be like, well, I don't care what you think about me. And what other people say about others says way more about themselves than it does about you. So if someone's talking shiz about you, it says way more about them than it does about you. And some other people that are listening to the gossip may not understand that. They may not have that like awareness but you can. And I think one of the main things with this whole subject that I was kind of like writing down is once you truly, truly internalize and understand that what other people do has nothing to do with you and you really, really can internalize that and understand that and like have that awareness, all of these little questions and things that you're insecure about can start to make sense. And it's actually more simple, which is good news, which Mm -hmm. is good news but you think it's impossible until you experience it. Like you think it's impossible to, this is what I say to my clients who come to me and and ask about, you know, okay, what diet is best if I want to like lose weight or something like that? And I kind of try to tell them like, there will be a point that you can get to where you truly don't care about how much you weigh, about how much weight you lost, about like that kind of stuff and what you look like because you truly don't associate it with your worth. 
And they just, it's hard for them to like wrap their brain around it because they haven't experienced it yet. And I totally understand that. I've been in the same boat. But once you do get that feeling of like experience, you just have to keep going back to that, I guess, awareness or that feeling of understanding of like, oh, it is possible. That's why some affirmations, they don't work for people because they stand in front of the mirror. They're like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am, you know, whatever. But they've never actually believed that. So they're just like, I'm lying to myself. Have you seen that study that's like, positivity or like positive quotes. If you see something on a mirror and I'm on a bathroom, that's like, smile, you're beautiful. For happy people, that makes them happier. They see that and they're like, that's so nice. Like what a great reminder. And for people who are overall not happy, that does not do anything for them. So the people they're trying to target, it doesn't work for them. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and the people who, because it makes you more cynical probably. Yeah. Because they're like, they don't believe you. They like truly don't believe that that's possible. So if you're kind of in that stage, just know that that's okay. And like maybe bring awareness to the fact that you are kind of like a (laughs) non-believer. But kind of, you know what I mean? I think we've all been there. Like I've definitely been there with how I feel about the way that I look and like associating that with my worth. It's like you hear people say that and you're like, okay, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Not true. It's not going to (laughs) happen, you know? But you can and you will get there it's a matter of work, awareness, trying, and choices. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have one more little like quote about that really quick because I think a area that I relate to this subject the most is like uh, appearance and, you know, obviously like going through eating disorder and stuff. That's the area of life that I relate to this the most. So that's what I'm this is what this quote is coming from, but it can be any area. It's like, we all struggle with different areas. It's like you were saying with work or, you know, some people, it might be school. Some people are like, my grades just mean so much to me. Like, how do I not associate that with my worth? Whatever it is. There's this book, it's called The How of Happiness, I think. Anyways, her name's like, so I can't pronounce her name. I know I'm going to butcher it, but it's like Sonia Lyo Bermirsky. Anyways, she basically has, she wrote the book, like The How to Happiness. And There was a part in it, a quote that says like, studies have shown that becoming more beautiful does not make you happier. However, believing you are beautiful is a different story. It's how you perceive your life and worth that matters the most. And I thought that was really interesting. She did like, she was talking about the study of how women who get work done or who do lose weight or something that they think will make them happier. Sometimes it does work because sometimes they they go to believing that they are beautiful now. Therefore, they're happier. But actually physically changing your appearance has nothing to do with that. It's like literally all about your perception. Mindset. Yeah. So if you can perceive yourself and change your mindset about tons of things, about your worth, about your value, you can be happier. And you don't physically have to change anything. And it will probably come after. Like the physical stuff usually happens after because you're happy and therefore you're more motivated to take care of yourself. You're more motivated to do better things for yourself. But anyways, I thought that quote was really cool because I think it kind of goes into a lot of discussions we have about like, you know, plastic surgery or, Mm -hmm. you know, getting work done or doing little things to make yourself feel better, getting in shape or whatever. Those things are great, but it's not the end all be all. It's the internal Mm -hmm. stuff that matters the most. And like you said, like the lip filler did make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, sometimes when you do get into better shape or you get something done that you've been insecure about, like you said, it does make you feel 
prettier. Like you genuinely yes. believe that you are more beautiful. Therefore, yeah, maybe you are happier, but it is the mindset that's everything mm-hmm. for sure. I think it's just important to remember, like if people have negative thoughts about you or they make negative comments, that is on them. Like you said, mm-hmm. it has to do with them 100%. But the same is also true. If you have negative thoughts and comments about someone, that is on you. That is not anyone else's fault. Yeah. But yours. Same goes either way. So that also is like a good reality check for me if I am feeling negative about someone to be like, okay, that's my problem. Yeah. That's not their problem. It actually is more freeing to be like, okay, that's my thing that I need to work on. That has nothing to do with them. And Mm -hmm. I need to really understand that because otherwise you're like mad at the world and annoyed at people 24-7. You're you're constantly being disappointed because you have all of these expectations for other people that first of all, they don't even know about. Second of all, doesn't even apply to their life. It just applies to how you think life should be lived. Yeah. And I think a good way to kind of get on the right track is minding your own business more. Mm -hmm. And that's me saying that to myself as well. I think when you're being judgmental of others, it makes you believe that people are being the same way towards you. Mm-hmm. And this is something so, okay, someone I know, we were in the car and this person, well, I don't know if I should give this specific example, but basically this person would be like, oh, I don't want to do like this or that because I would look so dumb. Like, yeah. And I said, the only reason you think that is because you think other people look dumb. Mm-hmm. And this person was like, okay, you're right. Like, (laughs) I do think that other people look stupid when they do A, B, and C. Therefore, I don't want to do that because I don't want to look dumb. But when you remove that, like, kind of judgmental veil and you're just like, oh, that's cool that they're going after what they want. Then it frees you up to go after what you want because you're not as, like, scared of judgment. Yeah. When you are being more judgmental, you are more scared of rejection and judgment because you're so harsh on others that you think— others are going to be the same way towards you. But that's the way the world works. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like I have like two different things. So that I had written down, I said, stop asking for opinions. Like, Mm. I think there's a time and a place for opinions, of course. But I used, this as an example. I would always ask for opinions before I'd post a TikTok. So I would have this TikTok made that I thought was funny. And then I would ask Leif like, okay, do you think this is funny? And he would give me a reaction that was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's funny. And I'm like, okay, you ruined it. Now yeah, I you're don't want to post laughing, it. You're, so. not, you're, not, <laughs> you're not crying laughing. Therefore it must be stupid, whatever. So I did a little experiment with myself. I was like, I'm not going to ask anyone's opinion about, you know, I mean, sometimes I will still, I'll be like, oh, does this make sense or something? But mm-hmm. for the most part, I would make a TikTok that I was like, does this, is this funny? Like, I think it is, but will other people? And I would just challenge myself to like post it and not ask. And that sounds so stupid, but it's like, I don't need anyone else's validation or approval. I need to just trust yourself. Trust my gut. It's like, I think it's funny. I'm going to post it. And two of the videos that I did that with that I was unsure about went viral, like got a million views. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I need to trust my own thing. I need to trust my own gut, my humor, what I think, because it obviously like did resonate with people. Totally. I do that too. I'll ask Nick about a a TikTok and it's like a relatability one. And I'm like, does this make sense? And he's like, yeah, I think like, do you think people understand that? And I'm like, "Eh." and then if I post, they're always the ones that do well because people, it's like so niche and people are like, yes, exactly. But then if I try and exactly like try and please everyone, please everybody and, and make it like, okay, well, does this make sense? Okay. Yeah. Now I'll post it. It just never does well. It's true. So that was an experience that I had recently that I was like, 
wow, I just do need to do my own thing and trust myself and not be so reliant on like others' validation. Because like you said, that TikTok might not genuinely be that funny to Leif because he doesn't relate, but a ton of other people do. So it's not, that's the definition of you can't please everyone. It's like, not everyone will relate to every single thing that you have to say or that you go through, Mm -hmm. but certain people will. So you have to just go with what you want. Definitely. One of my favorite quotes, and it's kind of cheesy, is you can be the juiciest, ripest peach, and some people still don't like peaches. And that's true. I actually think about that quote a lot (laughs) because oftentimes, especially if you work in the industry that we do, you do want to please everybody. You want to like attract as many people to your platforms as possible because that's your job. So you do kind of start to have this mindset of like, how can I get the most people or like, you know, how can this reach the most people? But the times that are the most successful was when that we are at least, especially with the podcast is when we just do what we like. Mm-hmm. And we're not like, do you think people will like this? Like, will people want this episode? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, we want to talk about this. We think this is funny. Like they do well. Definitely. And if we're having fun, we know other people are having fun as well. I think a huge example of that is when we kind of decided to phase out having a lot of guests and we Mm -hmm. were just like, we're just going to do like just us. And that honestly is a little bit scary because you're like, well, I hope that people think it's- I hope we're enough. (laughs) Yeah, I hope we're enough. And I hope that whatever. And that's a great example because the podcast has grown so much even since we just decided to do that. That was kind of the point where it like, I think switched for us Mm -hmm. or not switched, but- um, started to grow. Is that what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's an example of us just doing what we want and it working, you know? And it's not always going to work perfectly. Like I've made a ton of mistakes in my business where I've been like, yeah, this will be good. And then it's like, never mind. So I'm not saying it's like, just follow your gut and you will be so successful. Never take anybody else's advice. Well, I think advice is good, but it's kind of the same thing as when you hear like affirmations work for people who are already happy and things like that is advice works really well and other getting other people's opinions works really well when you're in an amazing mindset Mm -hmm. because you can weed out when people's have like, well, that's just like your fear that you're projecting onto me because you can read, you can like see through it super fast. So then you just genuinely can learn from other people. Right. And you're not taking on the negatives as well. But when you're already in a bad mindset, you kind of only take on the negative parts of it. You don't even, at least that's how I've been. It's like, if I'm already insecure about something and I'm asking an opinion about it, it almost just makes me worse. It never truly makes me feel better because I'm already like looking for them to validate what I think in my mind and what I think in my mind if I'm insecure about something is that it's bad. And so I'm like reading into everything that they do to almost validate my own opinion that it's bad. Totally. It's it's just like when you are having a day where you're like, oh, what else could go wrong? Everything goes wrong for me. And mm-hmm. then you notice literally every single thing that does go wrong. Exactly. When if you're searching, uh, you will find what you're searching for. You're always trying life. to prove yourself right. Yes. You're always, your mind is always trying to prove yourself right. So if you are searching every day, and again, it's easier said than done. I'm not going to pretend like I do this every day, but if when you wake up in the morning, you're like, today is a great day. I'm going to look for everything, every little thing that goes my way or goes right or that is a good thing. And you will be floored at like how many things just go right for you. And you're, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of, you could have the same day and have two different mindsets and your experience will be 100% different. If you're tired of wearing your same black yoga pants over and over again, you may want to add some other options to your rotation. It's time for an active wear refresh. And you know, the holidays are coming up. 
It's a great thing to put on your Christmas wish list. Change things up without letting go of your favorites with Girlfriend Collective. We are in love with Girlfriend Collective. We've said this before. We manifested this, okay? Because we've been fans for years. It was literally like on our dream collab mm-hmm. list years ago when we started the pod. They have the cutest colors, first of all, like the most beautiful color palettes, and their stuff is so comfortable and so reliable. Is that, mm-hmm. is that what you would call And it? sustainable. I have like a forest yes. green set that I got from them, or like mm-hmm. even maybe more of an olive green set of a sports bra and like bike, bike shorts. shorts. Yeah. And they are so comfortable. Yeah. Their bras are next level. I'm obsessed. Girlfriend Collective is sustainable, ethically made active wear for everyone. They make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, and more. And their sizing is inclusive. So it ranges from extra, extra small to 6XL. Whether you're working out, running errands, or doing nothing at all, Girlfriend Collective has functional fabrics, colors, and styles for any activity. Their best-selling leggings are squat-proof, which we love. They have come with pockets, different levels of support. So for listeners of the show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash what we said. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash what we said. That's girlfriend.com slash what we said. Check it out if you are in need for some new activewear. It's so, so freaking cute and comfortable. You guys will love it. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. If you guys don't have Honey yet, I don't know what you're doing because Honey has saved me a ton of money. That is no joke. You're honestly self-sabotaging at this point if you don't have Honey. Yes, you are. So we all shop online. We've all seen that promo code feel taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. So Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have like tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. I have one thing to say, especially for holiday shopping. Before you start holiday shopping, you need to get Honey because this has been like a game for me at this point where when I'm online shopping and I click the Honey little browser thing, It, you know, scours, like I said, scours the internet for codes. And I just get so excited when it has a code for me, which is really like common. It's Mm -hmm. not that uncommon for it to come up with a code that saves you a good chunk of money. So this is how it works. Okay, so you're shopping one of your favorite sites. When you go to check out, the Honey button will drop down. And all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons that it can find for that site. And then if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Like Jay said, it's a game. Also, I bought a bed frame that was pretty expensive and Honey saved me a huge chunk, like hundreds of dollars on it. So thank you, Honey. That's my best Honey situation yet. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free, you guys, and it installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That's joinhoney.com slash what we said. Well, uh, something else about the opinions thing that I was just thinking of, and I have said this multiple times, even on this podcast episode, is saying like, does that make sense? Like, you know, searching for validation. Yeah. And and I was talking to your dad about it. And if you're new to the podcast, Jason's dad (laughs) is my life coach. And we were talking about this a while ago. And I think I was telling him about the statistic that women do that way more than men, that they're always like, sorry, does that make sense? Do you need me to clarify? Like just kind of asking for validation. I was mm-hmm. saying, I do that a lot. Is that bad? And he was saying, it's only bad if you're doing it for the validation of other people. 
if you're doing it for clarification, that's great because you want to be clear with people. You want to have clear content communication. So asking, does that make sense to people that you're trying to communicate with is completely fine because you do want to know if it made sense to them. And if right. not, you want to you know, further elaborate. But if you already know it made sense and then you're like, does it? You're just looking for validation of totally. other people like, was that good for me to do? Then that is bad. Well, not bad, but <laughs> then you are I'm bad. I'm like, then you should not do that. <laughs> you're a bad, bad girl. But then that is when you know kind of you're in a insecure mindset, I guess. Definitely. Okay. I have a few more thoughts and then we can get into the questions. Okay. I had just written down, stop giving energy to negativity in general. So this is again, easier said than done, but I think I've been trying to do this a lot lately with negative comments that I get, not even speaking about them, period. Mm -hmm. So if I get a negative comment on YouTube, um, just deleting it or whatever, and not ever telling anyone about it. Like I used to always vent about them. And I still do from time to time. I'm not going to pretend yeah. like I never do, but you know, to Leif or to you or to my mom, I'd be like, oh, this person said this on my YouTube channel or on my TikTok, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've just trying to been, I've been trying to get into the mindset where I genuinely give it no energy. So, you know, maybe it does hurt me for a second or I'm like, that's annoying, but I delete it. And then it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And I make a point to not bring it up to anyone because I'm like, then you'll forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I forget about it. What's the point? Why do I need to be talking about this further? I know it's not true. Whoa. At that point, I'm just being miserable for the sake of being miserable. Yeah, There's no point to it. No productivity in it. So I feel like that's been, again, that maybe is not relatable if you don't have like a social media platform, but just in general, if you have a negative experience, just not talking about it, honestly. Well, the thing is, in the four agreements as well, he addresses this and he says, suffering is addictive. Like suffering is comfortable because we're so comfortable in our suffering because we've been there. It's like home to us. Like being sad, knowing things aren't going to go our way, being negative. We know that place so well. So it's not, you know, foreign land to us. It's comfortable. It feels like home. It feels safe. For sure. Um, because we know what's coming. We, we're, we're trying to prepare ourselves. So because of that, I have found myself doing the same thing where I almost want to be annoyed. I want to, I want to look find for reasons. things to go wrong. Even if my life is amazing, I will look for the littlest things to complain about because it's like, I am it's almost addicted to that. Yeah. And a lot of us are, I would say all of us are just addicted to suffering besides those unicorns you meet every once in a while in your life that just are perfect. And I'm like, must be nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those people you meet, I'm like, you have no mental illness. You have no, yeah. nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And your mental. Couldn't health. be me. Yeah. Totally. And it's also even, it's almost to me, maybe I'm toxic for this, but like when I find someone who's so positive, sometimes it's almost annoying to me because I'm like, eh, nothing yeah. like, you're not annoyed at anything. Yeah. You cannot relate. Yeah. It feels foreign. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like unsafe territory where you're yeah. just like, I can't, can I trust you? Yeah. But once we even just bring awareness to that, that we are addicted to suffering, it kind of frees us where it's like, oh, this is why, because I'll catch myself doing it all the time. I'm like, I like being annoyed by this right now. Like I am having fun almost being annoyed <laughs> by this and it's not good for me. Like, let's just move on and, you know, totally focus on something else. Well, I feel like a lot of the questions actually that I saw had to do with being in a phase of life that they do not like. Like yeah. being like in a transitional phase of life or being just in a hard phase of life. I'm trying to find a specific one, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of those. It's like, well, oh, I'm I have in a quote perfect for this. Okay. And it's by the same girl, Sonia, who wrote The How of 
I should have looked up the name of the book before, but it's like the how to happiness, whatever. One of the quotes that I actually shared in our Balance Boss course, because I love it. It's just very simple. If we can accept as true that life circumstances are not the keys to happiness, we will be greatly empowered to pursue happiness for ourselves. And to summarize that, <laughs> if we know that be, like where we are in our life and life circumstances are not what makes us happy, you know, aka our job, our friendships, our, the way that we look, things like that are not what going... I just had a stroke or something <laughs> is not what's going to make us happy. Then, and we know that we have a choice in it and it's not just our destiny. Then all of a sudden we're more motivated to actually pursue happiness because it's like attainable for everybody at that mm -hmm. point. Definitely. I feel like it's, I had also written down like to be your own friend and like romanticize your life and do your own thing more often. I don't know if this, I don't know if this is just, I guess something that resonates with me, but a lot of times I've always been a pretty independent person who does my own thing, who likes to have my alone time and, you know, do what I want to do. And even in being married now for a while, I've told life, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit too dependent on you, on how you react to me, on just what you're doing. And I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like feeling that way. So um, not that he's doing anything like bad or wrong or anything. Just like, like you said, I'm shooting like, oh, I feel like you should be doing this more. When yeah. in reality, it's like, why do I, I need to just do my own thing. And even lately, this is like such a simple thing, but I've been not even purposely going on drives, but like I just, when I'm driving alone, I'll be like listening to me, my own music that I like and like just driving and having like a chai or a matcha. And I'm, I feel so like powerful and like in my own. I love driving my, by myself and be able to do my, the volume as whatever I want. Yes. Cause sometimes you just get into this thing where I'm like, again, Leif is like uh, of the love of my life. Like there's nothing, of course I love him dearly, but it's like, yeah, sometimes he's like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. Or like, yeah. like you said, like, let's turn the music down. We're both or let's do to this. sensor overload people. Yeah. Which for sometimes when you just want to jam out to music loud, yes. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> so, uh, yes. And I'm like, well, I want to do that. So mm -hmm. therefore, like, I'm not going to now, again, when I'm in the car with you, sure. But it's like, well, now I want to do my own thing. When mm -hmm. I'm driving alone, I'm going to go where I want. I'm going to get my own stuff and I'm going to listen to music I want to listen to. And it's like very freeing because I feel like I've gotten to a little bit more of like a codependent state and I'm, I've broken out of that the past, like even just a few months. No, I've noticed that too about you. Cause I feel like when we first started the podcast, especially like, I remember you saying like, I don't even drive. Like I haven't dri driven by myself in forever. And now I feel like you do do stuff all the time, like by yourself. Cause I remember you saying like you guys would do everything together, like grocery shop, every little everything. thing. And I feel like you do do so much more like by yourself again. I do. Cause I had this moment kind of where it was when we lived in LA and I was alone driving to like a podcast interview that I had. And I like felt so again, like almost powerful. Like I was driving, I had the music up and I was like, I feel so like, just like, I don't know, independent. And like, I'm doing my own thing. And that is always where I've thrived. Yeah. And that's kind of when it switched for me. When I had told Leif, I'm like, I feel like I've become a little bit too, yeah, dependent. I do everything with you. I need to like, I like to have my own space and do my own thing sometimes. And I've made a point to do that. And I feel like I'm so much happier and I feel so much more confident as well. So sometimes you just have to like, again, maybe that's not the case for everyone, but I feel like doing those little things, taking drives on my own, romanticizing my life and doing my own thing has like brought me so much clarity. Yeah. Not being so codependent on other people. Yeah. And it's made our relationship better as well. 
Yeah, you have stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'm like, you do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. And we still work together. We still see each other probably way more than the average couple, but Mm -hmm. it's way better for both of us. I think the reason that people say your 30s is like your best time in your life, and obviously we're not 30 yet, but why I can see why people say that is because truly once you fall in love with yourself, life changes completely. Like life becomes so amazing and so fun. And you have this, of course, not not that nothing goes wrong ever again once you kind of experience that. But when you're in your early 20s, it's very rare to get to that place. Like when you're like 21, it's very rare to have somebody who's like completely fallen in love with themselves already. And I don't mean in a vain way. I just mean like you are so, so comfortable, comfortable and you can truly say like, I'm my own best friend where I love being with myself. Like I am confident. I like who I am. I've accepted that this is the body that I have, the personality, the brain that I have. And this is the one I have for this life and I will not get another one. So you've just kind of accepted it. And all of a sudden you have like this unconditional love for yourself. Yeah. Life just becomes beautiful again. And it becomes so much more, like you have so many more opportunities, it seems like, because you're not focused on what you don't have and what you're not. And you start to focus on what you are. And I was telling Nick this, um, this is gonna probably actually sound vain, but (laughs) the other day in the car, I was saying, people have always told me growing up, like growing up, my experience of how I felt about myself was, I never thought that I was a cute girl. I never thought that I was like pretty. Never thought that I was like. Literally same. But I did not think that was the case for you. No, I I mean, I just never thought that I was like, I don't know. Gosh, I literally, I was like, should I not say this? I'll probably start crying. And I I don't like to cry anymore, but. I don't like to cry anymore. (laughs) Mood. Um, I was, anyways, I was just telling him, I'm like, if I ever looked at a photo of myself growing up, like I was just like, ugh. Like, I just was, like, always self-conscious of the way that I looked, whatever. And not even, like, I thought I was ugly or hideous or anything like that. I was just, like, not confident, basically. Mm -hmm. The opposite of confidence. And I was saying, but as I've gotten older, like, the last two years where I've started to have that, like, unconditional love for myself and I can see myself in a completely different light, I'll look at photos, (laughs) like, of me as a little girl. And I'm, like, I see myself so differently where I'm, like, (laughs) if I would have seen, like through the eyes that I have now at that age, my life could have been so much more fun. Like I would have had a lot more confidence. I would have probably gone for a lot more things. I would have actually tried my hardest at certain things. And I was saying, but it is nice now. Like, I'm glad I had that experience because I have, you know, grown to learn a lot about life and other people. And and I have this understanding for people who feel the same way. But I also now have this almost like treasure trove in my mind. I have a very good long-term memory. (laughs) So I have these little things in my mind where I'm like, now I remember people saying things to me and complimenting me on certain things, not even just my looks, but just like, you know, even my dad saying like, you know, my daughters are so beautiful. Whereas like before I'd be like, okay, that's just my dad saying that. But now I take it so much more meaningful where I'm like, oh, he truly saw me as like, (laughs) (laughs) just like a beautiful girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, not just looks wise, but just in general. Or like, oh, you're just so fun to be around. <laughs> and now I can see that. And now I take that as like truth. More. Now those compliments mean so much to me. Whereas before I just kind of brushed them off. And Nick was like, that's fun that you have this like treasure trove of compliments now that you've been storing your whole life that now you can take. And now they mean so much to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can see the truth in them. So anyways. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Love that for you. I also grew up feeling amazing. (laughs) 
No, I, I was thinking about this recently. And this might sound weird, but like, I always grew up thinking that I was like, like people would always be like, oh, you're so cute. Like you're, you know, like you're so petite. You're so cute. But it was never like, even when I was high school, it was never that I was like pretty. Like I never saw myself as like pretty or beautiful or like even like sexy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was thinking about this uh, like recently because people would even say to me like, oh, you're like cute. Like you're, oh, I forget like where I heard literally like you're not like. I know like, who it was. Who? I have a good memory. Oh. <laughs> like, should right. I name drop them? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Wasn't it your seminary teacher? What? I remember you told you told me that. Like your seminary teacher was like, I'm I'm just an honest person. And I think he was like giving people compliments. And he was like, I don't think you're like something like that. He literally said that to you. I remember? do not remember. That's like kind of flooding back to me. He said that he didn't think I was sexy. No. That seems weird. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm like, that seems he like a weird like, thing to say. He was saying like, you have an amazing personality and you're cute, but you're not like, you know, the, the thing that I don't notice about you is that you're stunning. Or he said something like that to you. Those are not my words. Those the, I remember that's what he said to you. And you were kind of like offended. Yeah. Like that's nice, I guess. But that also is rude. And also it is weird that he said that because he was like a 50 year old man. Yeah. And you were 16. That's kind of flooding back to me now that you said that. I didn't even remember I didn't that. make that up. I swear to you. Yeah. <laughs> like those are actually like, my I thoughts. I have a memory though. I remember because I also thought it was kind of rude. Like, I was like, why would he say that to you? It's like literally not even true. Well, okay. So that did just unearth for me. And that's that's the kind of stuff that I was always told. Like, yeah. Or even I was like the funny friend. It's like, oh, like she's the hot one. And you're, JC, you're like the funny, <laughs> the funny, cool one. And I'm like, okay, that's like nice. But mm-hmm. I never grew up thinking that I was like hot or like, like really gorgeous. And now I actually believe that I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like so cool because I'm like, Wow, like you know, granted, you function I'm just at a different level. level. Yeah, no, I'm like now, like it, it actually makes me like I th- I think I did a TikTok and I was like, oh my gosh, the fact that like I actually like guys would be like, oh, you're you know not that pretty or something, and I took that as the truth, like is absolutely shocking to me because if someone said that to me now, I'd be like, what? Yeah, I actually think that I am really pretty. So it's like, and that's not a bad thing. No. It's like not cocky. It's not whatever to think that you're beautiful and sexy and pretty. It's like, that's an amazing point to get to. And it's like we were talking about, you were saying people think that they love confidence and it's like, yeah, go girl. But once you're confident and you actually say like, I know that I'm pretty, like, I know this. It's like, oh, you're cocky. People want to take you down. Yeah. Yeah, We we were, uh, this is actually a note that I wrote to talk about is something to notice that, that I noticed was almost a survival another survival like method or mechanism that I would use growing up is I noticed that if I did act confident, people would try and take me down. Remember I told you that story? I've told the story on the podcast of like one time I won the fun run and I like, they announced my name at the pub assembly. I got up and I was like, woo, like stood up. And my friend like tugged me down and was like, stop doing that. Like she did not like that. I was like, yeah, it was like embarrassing, bragging, embarrassing kind of. for her, AKA she was insecure. Yeah. yeah. And then later she, that night she literally told me like, I don't like that you brag so much. So it's like, to me, in my mind, I learned that if I am confident and if I am like proud of my achievements and if I talk about them, people won't like me. Therefore, the opposite would be true in my mind, where if I'm self-deprecating and if I say I'm insecure and I and I act that way and therefore am that way, then people will try and bring, and people will like me more because people will try and bring me up because people want to. If you go on TikTok, okay, this is where I really noticed this the most, is if you go on TikTok and a girl is crying and she's saying, like, she's genuinely crying and she's like, I just feel so ugly. I don't feel cute. I'm super insecure and she's being serious. 
all of the comments are like, girl, you're so beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. Coming They're to her all rescue. so kind. Mm-hmm. If that exact same girl looking the exact same was to be doing a dance in an outfit that was more revealing and was like, I'm feeling so pretty today and I'm feeling confident, the comments would not be the same. Oh no, they would be like, well, you shouldn't be. This is cringe. Like, I don't know who told you fishing for compliments. They would be trying to drag her down because people don't, especially non-confident people, they don't like other confident people. So sometimes we kind of use that as like a coping mechanism. where It's like, I know people will be nice to me if I say, oh, I look ugly. I look fat. I look stupid. Like this and that because people will try and like bring you up. But the second that you say, I'm looking stunning as ever today. <laughs> like there, not that many people are going to be like, yes, you do. Yeah. They're going to be Only extremely like, other confident people. Exactly. Will be like, yes, queen. Yeah. But that's who you want to be with anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. How do you handle family members' opinions of you and your life? Family members? Mm-hmm. That's what someone asked. Hmm. I mean, I guess it could also be friends or mm-hmm. just— I feel like a lot Family's of people a deal different. with this. Yeah. I was going to say family sometimes can be different because maybe you care more about what they think than mm-hmm. other people. And your expectations are so tied into them because you grew up with them especially your parents. It's like you have to get to this point in life and maybe you go in and out of this mindset of truly not caring what anyone thinks because you are so confident in yourself and the decisions you make that their opinion is valued to a degree to you. It's not like you're like, I don't care anything about my family anymore, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you're confident enough in your decisions that what they say doesn't shake you either way. I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, we grew up, it's like no tattoos, no piercings, whatever. And I was saying, if I got a tattoo right now, I would not care at all what my parents thought about it. Yeah. (laughs) You told your mom that? Yes. (laughs) I was like, I wouldn't care at all if you said, but that's a really good point I think to get to is where I wouldn't have to be defensive about it or anything because I genuinely don't care. If my mom said to me, oof, I don't really like that you got that, which I don't even think she would. But if she said that, I'd be like, well, sorry. Like, stick my tongue out, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't really care because I'm confident in the decision. It doesn't mean like, again, I'm not defensive. I don't care what you think and bringing her down now. But it's just like, I'm confident in the decisions I make. So I don't need to care about that. And and once you understand as well that your family is no different than other people and that they also have their own opinions and preferences and how they grew up in their own upbringing and they perceive the world differently than you do. And you understand that people naturally, even if you have this most perfect understanding of this, that you will always be projecting how you think life should be lived on other people unintentionally. It's like, we're all, it's like you said the other night, like we're all hypocrites. We're just going to make mistakes and that's okay. We can get better at it. We can do it a lot less, but it's very rare that we're going to be perfect at it. So even if your parents are the most understanding, like, you know, people in the world, unconditional love, they're still going to a little bit project how they think the life, world should be. Should, life should be lived onto you. And that's fine. They're your parents. So they have this, you know, feeling to direct you in the correct direction. Yeah. The, the best- and understand that. But if you're confident in yourself and your own decision-making, then that's when you can be like, I understand that you don't like this, but like, please respect that this is also my life. Yeah. And the best thing to be is unaffected Mm -hmm. by anyone's opinion of you point blank period. It's like, 
it's such an amazing feeling to get to that point. And it's like you said, it, it is hard to get there in your early 20s. I feel like I'm just now in my mid, late, you know, well, I'm still in my mid 20s, but it's like, I feel like I'm just now rounding the corner where I can confidently say that, where I'm like, with certain things, again, there's still things I'm insecure about, but with certain things, I've gotten so comfortable with myself and so confident in my own decisions and who I am that I do not care. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, I don't care, truly. And it's, I don't know, that mindset, it doesn't mean being defensive and being like, well, I don't care what you think and being super mad. It's genuinely like, oh, that's fine. If you're still taking offense to people saying other things, that's also a sign that maybe it's not the best mindset that you're in, that you're taking offense to them saying something to you because you're still caring about their opinion, basically. And if you take it as, you know, they're trying to, if they're critiquing something about your life or, you know, like you got a tattoo or you got a piercing or something, they don't like it. You can take that as almost a compliment that they, again, that's how they think life should be lived. And they think you'll be genuinely happier if you don't have that. So that's what they want from you. And if you understand that, like your parents or the people who love you want the best for you. And you understand that you're not going to get offended by it. Therefore, it's not going to be this huge blow up. It's just more of like- You understand that's how they perceive life. Exactly. And you understand that it's they're not trying to harm you. But you also understand that you're confident in your own decisions and you perceive life the way you yeah. do. And you're fine with it. Yeah. Even if they don't say it in the way that you think they should say it. Mm-hmm. It's just no one's ever going to say the perfect thing to you. No one's ever going to react the exact way that you want them to. And as soon as you accept that as reality and that they never will- people's reactions and and your interactions with other people will start to feel a lot less annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. for sure. Well, I just wanted to end with something that Ed Milet was saying on Skinny Confidential recently, which that episode was so good. It's his most it was really recent good. time that he's on Skinny Confidential. And he was basically just saying, you know, and this might sound morbid, but I think it's pretty comforting when you actually really dig deep and think about it is just we're all going to die stuff really isn't that deep. A lot of this stuff that we worry about, even like, oh, I want to start, you know, an Instagram for this. I want to start a podcast, but I'm like so scared of what people think. Like we're all going to die and it doesn't really matter. Like just do what you want to do. And I know that's easier said than done, but also in that same, on that same token, is it really worth it to argue about politics and Mm -hmm. about just these things that, you know, go on in the world? Is it really worth it? Like when it really comes down to it, he was talking about how um, when his dad passed away kind of recently, he was thinking about like, you know, what do I want our last conversations to be? Do I want it to be revolving around, like I said, like politics or, you know, different opinions on this and that? Do I want that to ever be my last conversation with someone? No. No. Yeah. And does it really matter enough? Again, I'm not saying that people are going to misconstrue what I'm saying, I feel like not saying that none of that stuff matters in general, but like really think about how much, how it affects your relationships with other people. Yeah. And and how how much power, how much power you give it. Because like I said, we're all going to die. What really matters to you? Like do these little things or yeah, someone saying something in the wrong quote unquote way to you that offends you. It's like, is it really worth being upset about? Like, again, I'm not perfect at this. Nobody is. But that is such a reality check for me when I'm like, Mm -hmm. this life is short when it comes down to it. I want to do the things I want to do. That cringy thing you said at the social event you went to last night does not matter. Does not matter. Like you're overthinking it. You're thinking everyone thinks I'm cringe. Everyone thinks I'm annoying. Like I can't believe I'm like this. And you're, it's consuming your entire day. It does not matter. And no one cares. And even, you know, 
my ex texted me. Okay, don't text back. It's yeah. fine. Just, it's like these things just don't matter that much when you really stop to think about it. And that to me is freeing because then I think about all these things that I want to do that I'm scared to do. Like, well, I kind of wanted to do this. I kind of wanted to start this. But are people going to think, okay, you're doing another thing, whatever. And then I'm just like, who cares? Mm-hmm. We're all going to die anyway. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. I want to live life like on my terms. And again, that doesn't mean I don't care about anyone else, but it's like, I just want to be confident in the decisions I make. And I think that's really important is yeah. to just like have that kind of mindset mindset and reality check that like it, stuff really isn't that deep that yeah. we make very deep a lot of times. I have referenced TikTok 7,000 times <laughs> on this podcast already, but you know, sometimes they just really spit truth. And this one TikTok has always stood out to me. And it's this guy and he like shouts this out at the middle of the mall or something. But the message he says is, He's like, hey, everybody, like that thing that you're really worried about that maybe no one knows about, but like it's causing you a lot of anxiety. It's going to work itself out. It's going to be okay. And even if there's not like a big thing that comes to mind, when I heard that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that is like the best message I could have heard today. I needed to hear that because again, it's like, mine can be as stupid as something I said, like at a social event. And I'm like, I think about it for days. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, why did I say that? I'm so stupid. You know, people are going to think I'm this and this and this. And it's just all going to work itself out. It's going to be okay. Most of the things in life that both of us have experienced like that, it always does work itself out. Mm -hmm. And you look back on it and you're like, I'm so much happier and I'm so much, I'm a lot better off that it happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay. Definitely. The, you know, rejection is redirection. I think a lot of the things- Tyler C., our king. I think a lot of things that happen- in life that are hard for us, you are better off for. And it's so hard to see in the moment. But later on, you realize how much you've learned and learned and grown from those things. So everything's going to work itself out. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay if you leave us a five-star rating (laughs) and review on our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Follow us and subscribe on Spotify. Yes. I want to know who's Spotify listeners and who's Apple podcast listeners. I feel like Spotify is starting to take over a little bit more. It used I'm to starting be, to listen to podcasts on Spotify. Really? More. Yeah. I don't really listen on Spotify, but I feel like I've just been seeing so many deals of Spotify signing, you know, talent people. And so they're I'm like, grinding. Mm-hmm, they are on their grind. Anyway, go follow our Instagram if you guys want to. It's at what we said podcast. It's really cute. And you guys can, you know, get updates for Anything coming up AKA in the merch. near future, aka fall slash winter merch that's going to be so freaking cute. So go to our Instagram at what we said podcast if you want to be the first to know about that and anything else that we have going on. But thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.